It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time, and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. I just looked at my wrist, I got time today Get them crossing the line today The hate be so real, the love be fake Be bumping they gums and bumping my tape Don't go against me, they ask for my help Go get out your feelings and get it yourself Might got the same shoes, but you ain't gon' step nope. That that you just put out, you could've kept Yup, she got a n- he got a shirt Why? You can't compete when you can't compare Here. She ate the d- through my underwear uh. Got up and got herself out of there I see they put me on memes and things Don't speak on my life without knowing the real Eight figures a year, what it cost me to live Don't hold it, just say what you feel But watch your mouth before I fly at your Where? To a place that she didn't know exist Mediterranean and water my wrist, keeping on piss. How I'm talking my sh- six figure check for a show, man. I'm lit. lit. Let's celebrate now. My bag legit. Go. With me, with whatever I'm with. Yeah. Didn't know who did it. Got everybody hit. Brr. I don't like. N- I don't like. I don't like nobody. 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 We can get gangster. We can keep it cordial. How you wanna go back? How you wanna do it? I don't backtrack, man. F- that. I don't miss nobody. I don't miss nothing. Left it on scene. I ain't right back. I don't trust nobody. Period. I just looked at my wrist. I got time today. Get them crossing the line today. What's going on, internet? Analyticure, aka Dreams, and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am a hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in. For episode 47, we're going to be getting into the weekend and Ariana Grande "Save Your Tears" remix, Moneybag Yo "A Gangsta's Pain," Mortal Kombat movie. And ending with Core Day Just Until EP. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I got the intro out of the way, let's get into The weekend and Ariana Grande.
So as you can tell, we're going to be getting into The Weeknd and Ariana Grande. And the thing with this collab is more of a... It wasn't out of the blue at all because The Weeknd and Ariana have a lot of songs in the past. And you can tell they have chemistry as far as the the way they play off each other in, in past tracks. But this current track, I mean, it was a no-brainer with The Weeknd literally dropping his most successful album ever as an artist called after hours i don't know why i almost forgot the name that was i think that was my favorite al album of last year actually it was <laughs> so after hours was like numbers wise and billboard wise the weekend's most successful project to date in his like career so he's on an all-time high right now so it just made perfect sense to add ariana to the remix as they've made tracks in the past and as you can tell if you uh well, of course you heard the snippet, but as you can tell, they definitely um, are like a dynamic duo as far as R&B goes. So this dropped April April 23rd. And with the Save Your Tears remix, it also helps out Ariana Grande's album positions as after you listen to an artist feature on a very popular song like that, for most fans, they go back and listen to their artists with the latest music that they dropped and for ariana she dropped positions that actually went number one in 2020 but with the weekend obviously it was his most successful album ever so it wasn't too much to uh his benefit but ha having ariana on the remix still adds some sort of aspect that wasn't already there but as far as the actual song like my opinion on it i for me, it's not really too much that I could say about it because for the weekend, right now it feels like he can do no wrong. Like the type of tracks that he's dropping over and over, it is more of a certified hit than a a hit or miss. Like he's on a, a hot streak streak right now. And him and Drake are really the only artists that could drop something out of the blue. And go number one like the only other artist i could think of is artists that haven't dropped in like four years like kendrick and other artists that never dropped like jake i mean jay cole's dropped he dropped a lot last year as far as like features and compilation albums but as far as this year um he's not dropping anything so the only artists that really have that ability to go number one just randomly out of the blue is the weekend and drake in my opinion and just adding ariana grande to it would just skyrocket the numbers even more so getting into ariana's portion of the track you could kind of tell her you could kind of tell the remix is different from the original right from the beginning because she's doing the background vocals instead of the original just having a just having the weekend doing the uh, background vocals so now we're going to get into to ariana's uh, verse and we're gonna actually i think i just sent the song away i don't even know how that works okay so now i'm gonna do a little little technical difficulties and, and pull up ariana's version of the track because with save your tears it is it's not the it wouldn't be my go-to on the album to get a remix for but maybe that was like her favorite track off the album so it was like it just made sense because you never want to just send an artist like that a uh, random song to remix like you you probably would ask what's their favorite song 
And if it makes sense, then a remix happens, and that's the case here. So we're gonna listen to we're gonna listen to the Savior remix clean version. Uh, once I can find it, okay, here we go. And here is Ariana's verse off of Savior Tears by The Weeknd. as you heard with ariana in the weekend obviously this made much more sense for a remix than having another artist on there i'm not gonna name any names but certain artists can't really like as, as far as what i think with ariana and her vocal inflection and her vocal perform performance on most tracks is very much the superior voice uh, when whenever you're comparing them to other R&B acts, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say any names. Just, I just think that Ariana, as far as vocal talent, is is in the top five easily. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I think about the weekend and Ariana Ariana Grande remix for Save Your Tears. And click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Save Your Tears? The original and save your tears the remix like which one do you think is better because like i just said i feel like the weekends on a hot streak ariana grande not so much a hot streak but she still makes great music but i don't think she's on the same le level as the weekend so i'll be interested to see which version of save your tears do y'all prefer yeah now so now we're gonna switch it up and get into money bag yo a gangsta's pain Oh, as you can tell, we're going to be getting into Moneybag Yo, A Gangsta's Pain, his latest album. And something that really jumped out to me on this album is he has a track with the legend, Pharrell, and Certified Neptunes. 
the track is actually okay i forget what the track is actually called but anyways there's a track this whole album is 22 songs long so so we're gonna eventually get to the get to the track but as far as Pharrell being on it that definitely threw me all the way off because i'm like money bag yo doing a song with Pharrell seems more out of the blue than anything I've seen this year but come to find out Pharrell expressed that Moneybag Yo is one of his favorite rappers at the moment and that's something that's very interesting as I would not expect that there's probably a lot of rappers that was hurt by Pharrell's statement <laughs> expressing his love for Moneybag Yo but and that's solely because of the legend that Pharrell is and he, he really liked Moneybag Yo's style of, of how he he basically his own his own the way that he raps on the track he, he liked the way that it was like unique to him so Pharrell and Moneybag Yo was bouncing off each other in the studio and then they came up with the track that ended up on the actual album and I don't know the actual what's the name of it we're gonna get to it in a second when I go over the whole album but that was something I wanted to note as Moneybag Yo throughout this whole album album was trying to find beats out of his comfort zone so I feel like he was trying to go to another level as far as stardom because he didn't just go with the same beats that he usually does in his past albums that I've critiqued him for but in this album he he's trying something new and for some of the tracks i really didn't like it but i realized that he's trying something new so i try to give him a little bit more leeway as when rappers always fall into a box of just trying one thing over and over because it's making them money it's more of a turnoff than a oh he's solidified type thing like even with the migos they try to switch it up getting into the actual sales for Moneybag Yo's against the against his pain though that's the biggest thing that i wanted to get into because obviously him switching it up and choosing different beats for to get him out his comfort zone worked as this album is expected to sell roughly around roughly uh no is it around roughly or just roughly i think it's just roughly i'm gonna say roughly 100k and that just means that his past albums usually sell like 50 to 70k or maybe even 80 but definitely not triple digits so for him to do 100k and to be uh to be projected to do that do that, like to do that amount is it's showing that money back yo is really at, at his at the um his not his peak but he's on the rise so it shows that he's able to pull off some impressive numbers by his body of work because people are obviously streaming it over and over and the biggest thing with me is his single selection now as far as listening to the album i feel like he was more experimental and that turned me off on some tracks and some tracks i kind of liked it a little bit but for the album oh no no for the singles i feel like he has he has an ear for what works as far as what should be put out before the actual album like when he put out time today that is still one of my favorite tracks off the album and then he put hard for the next with the toxic king future and obviously people kind of put money back yo in that light of of being a little bit toxic him toxic himself 
So for them to come together and, and make a song like hard for the next and the type of way and the type of things that they, they was talking about and the subject that they kept touching on and kept exploiting it was like okay but this was perfect sense for these two artists to come this was the perfect subject for these two artists to come together and for them to put that out as a single made me just realize that Moneybag Yo definitely knows what he's doing and knows what's the best but not the best because I feel like he really has some strong tracks on here that I really preferred over these singles but as far as picking a single that's more widespread as far as his audience like knowing what his audience wants from him Moneybag Yo has his finger on the post so getting into the actual track list like I was just saying this is a 22 track album a lot of tracks on this album <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get through it and but some of these are interludes so it's, it's not gonna take too long I don't think obviously what I do for every project I pick out three snippets three of the um snippets that i think is a standout on the album and then i go from there not including singles and not including and just not including singles so starting with the first one memphis see at first i didn't, I didn't even know how to say this uh name so memphiganistan I, I was so confused I, I knew what he was doing with the whole memphis and afghanistan but as far as memphiganistan like who who told him like that was it like looked at that title and was just like yeah title with that because that's that's deep which is really not but anyways um featuring cash page now this person is over the whole snippet as money back yo doesn't come on to the second track so it's more of an interlude with whoever cash page is talking track number two just say that um this is when money bag yo i felt like kind of faltered because for money bag i felt so at track number three, there's Go by Moneybag Yo and Big 30. And that was his third single before the actual album. I feel like he should have started off the album album with that type of energy. With just say that, it felt really mediocre and didn't do anything for me at all. So I didn't like that song too much. Track number three, Go by Moneybag Yo and Big 30. Memphis rappers coming together. I love to see Moneybag Yo reaching back to up and coming Memphis rappers to put on this track. So with Go, I felt like that was something that he was doing as far as putting the, sh the shine and spotlight on Big 30. Because obviously, he has some pretty notable A-list features on his album. I mean, he has Pharrell like on his album. So he could have got anybody. But to put an up-and-coming Memphis rapper on track three on your album is very, um, it's very like commendable on, on his part. Because it's just like... He could have picked any rapper to put on these tracks and he went out and picked the up and coming Memphis rapper, which really shows how thoughtful he is about giving back to his community. Track number four began to Waukesha, even though that the, the beginning was was pretty funny and the whole subject matter of the track was OK. I, I didn't it, it still didn't do too much for me. Track number five, Shadas Lala. I think this might be one of the worst tracks on the album. Um, Hey, I'm gonna get this is 22 tracks, so don't think I'm just like bashing the album. I really liked it. I think, well, not really, but I, I, I think it was solid. It's just, it's just that the way that he started off this album, like the so, so far, I won track number five, and the only track I like was Go. And I guess the interlude doesn't even count. So, out of, out of these four tracks, I'll, I've only liked one, and that's not a good impression, first impression, in my, in my opinion. So, Shot is, I think, is one of the worst tracks on the album um track number six hard for the next this is where when i was talking to 
back when I was talking about my Moneybag Yo's ability to pick out singles, I think he really has an ear for that and what his fans want. So I really like this track. Felt like this was the perfect subject to have these two uh, these two artists to talk about. And then track number seven. This what made me. This what gave me hope uh, is was listening to this track because I was like, okay, he, he's gonna he's, he's actually giving us what I was uh, thinking he would from his interviews and stuff, talking about how he put his pain into the music and it's literally called a gangster's pain. So if Payne was a person, he really finally deep dives into some of his life struggles and puts it also with the struggle of being a gangster. So that's one of the standouts for me on this album. And I actually have the snippet up right now so we can listen to If Payne Was a Person by Moneybag Yo. Kitchen on late, speaking on my personal life, my real life, talking about how it's fake. You ain't me, you ain't in my shoes, you ain't pay dues. Speak, he ain't no gangster, never did none gangster, that what they said. What they I done seen so many niggas end up dead cause they got misled. Fact. Ain't got no time for no baby mouth, trying to get spoon fed. Nah. All that he say, she say, cold red, numb to it, brain dead. Without child, I won't be. Hope the haters hear me loud and clear. I'm making sure. Uncle told me, scared man, a dead man. You can't live your life in fear, so I'm taking risks. Yeah. You can't get a fair bond. Last time I checked, how them charges disappear. Lack of communication with my b what? Gotta act and all insecure. Man. I confront a struggle like you did. Why the f you trying to down me? Huh? If I got a coach on how to be real, I don't need them around me. You can't fix your mouth the same f with you at least one time. Well, two times, now nah, three times. Couldn't see the envy, I was too blind. See, they probably thought I was running out. Whole time I was holding back. The infinity clip on what's going on, so I'm already knowing my name gonna be in your mouth. But when you hear, yeah, as, as you can tell, Moneybag Yo is really talking that talk as he's getting into his life and giving really key life keys in, in throughout his verse on that track. He says a lot of quotables that you can carry on in your life and you will be very much well guided. Now, now not talking about the whole killing somebody if they cross you but just talking about how keeping close to your family and not really putting too much trust into people who don't care for you and for people who like care for you for you it's more obvious than not for some people than others because some people look for what's it called what's it called when something it's like when you buy something and then forget but anyways basically people look for money in, in certain things that's not as valuable as certain i don't even know what i'm trying to say so basically when somebody buys you something from a store they will value that more than actually showing up to uh, to you accomplishing uh, accomplishing something academic wise or just in general coming to help you out maybe move or just help basically little things like that is being dependable is is in my opinion is more valuable than just buying gifts for somebody and them just wanting more gifts after that so basically with money back yo the whole change the subject it, it was kind of no if pain was a person it, it was kind of more touching on that and just talking about his struggles with his uh, daily life and i really like when people put their pain into the music which if you've listened to my past my podcast in the past i've kept that same that same like philosophy throughout my whole 
time of me critiquing music i really like when i can tell that the artist is actually putting his real life events into his verses because that's really when you get the best verses and that's why some of the best diss tracks are one that's talking about very specific things it's because when you know that something's real it makes the music 10 times better but yeah getting back into the track list um if pain was a person we, we okay so track number eight i believe you fit featuring trip star um i don't know who trip star is and that track didn't really do anything for me then we get into track <laughs> then we get into track number nine time today this is one of my favorite tracks off of the album but it's a single so i can't really play the snippet because rule with uh singles and, and things like that so money back yo time today i feel like obviously i'm gonna keep going back to it his timing for singles is just really impeccable so track number 10 is just another interlude um that was okay i mean i don't know you can't really critique a, a interlude it's like that's what they feel like pausing the, the album so it's not i don't i mean you just keep going on to the next one <laughs> so track number 11 free promo that's the snippet i played at the beginning of this segment and featuring Lil dirk and polo g we didn't hear what well, y'all didn't hear Lil dirk and polo g's verse in that snippet but if you listen to the whole track they're there definitely and they definitely came with it and performed I know people think, I know people, uh, when I put out that Polo G segment, people did not like when I talked about how uh, Polo G doesn't switch up his flow and he's just really just rapping the same over different beats. But I, I stand by that actually. Like the, the way that he raps is, is not too, like I think he's turning into like what Gunna once was, is uh, just a feature artist. Like he's best as a feature because he can't switch up his flow too much to change his own song. So. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like he was perfect here because he was a feature. And of course, Lil Durk came with it. Yeah. Track number 12, Hate It Here. Thought that track was okay. Track number 13, Love It Here. At this point, I felt like he was just running out of titles and just, just throwing random names to try to connect and make it seem deep when it really wasn't. Track number 14, Clear The Air. I didn't really... I didn't mess with that track too much. Track number 15, Project. Um... Nah, mediocre. <laughs> track number 16, One of Them Nights by Moneybag Young, Janelle Aiko. A lot of these tracks are really experimental, and I don't want to bash him for that as artists have to grow at some point. But the way that he went with this album, choosing beats that you have, you have never heard Moneybag Young, it would be like, like, why not work up to that? You know what I mean? Like, why try to come out? With, with come out with this on your album like why not try like a mixtape or an ep and, and put like one of the tracks in there with the experimental beat instead of putting it on your actual album to see how the fans mess with it track number 17 fr which i i think means for real hopefully it's not a gun because i'm not about that life so i have no idea if it's a gun or if he's just saying for real and then track number 18 certified neptune so that's what the track is actually called from the beginning of the segment i spoke on that with pharrell teacher pharrell pharrell williams i don't know why i messed up his name goodness getting williams to produce one of your tracks is not easy as he's one of the greatest to ever make beats and so getting his time and attention is not to take lightly so i really like that money bag yo actually actually had us a beat produced by Pharrell Williams because it just shows that he's on the rise. Moneybag Yo's case, I mean Pharrell's already certified, but Moneybag Yo is on the rise. 
and then we get into track number 19 and change the subject now this is another track where i feel like he dived into his personal life and gave us that real that we were searching for throughout this whole album and i'm gonna play a snippet from that and that's the second snippet i have is for the as far as the album goes and i feel like change the subject was definitely one of the best tracks on the album so here it goes right now it's okay here we go called change the subject I'm moving right, you're out your dodging 12 TG. Making sure everybody's straight sometimes, you forget yourself. It's easy. I won't cross no one I love, but everybody else. Nah, for real. Certain scars never heal. Real street is hard to kill. Can't die. I just hope I see the top. Show that hand, I wash my hand with them, been doing that a lot. Straight. I tell everybody I'm good, cause what you gon' do if I'm not? Huh? Traumatized, I'm from the hood, won't hesitate to find no shots. Bow, bow, bow. Go. Yeah, I remember mama crying about a life bill. Then I told mama, wipe her tears, your son got a skill. Piss poor and walking homes, didn't know what was real. Lost, got a deal, couple man still. Give them your all, they gon' say you never gave them gave I go hard in it because I came from that. Early head clothes, lights was off, you know my mama was struggling. It's bringing tears to my eyes, I wanna change the sub, change the sub. Yeah, no more pain and sub, pain and sub. They tell me switch it up, but I won't change for nothing. Ain't got no change on me now, I tip the waitress a honey. If we ain't chopping about no paper, then let's change the sub, change the sub. So this track is really catchy as far as the chorus goes, but it's definitely talking about real life things on Moneybag Yo's from Moneybag Yo's perspective, which I always, I always appreciate that type of transparency and like uh, vulnerability that an artist could put on the track. Track number twenty, least I ain't lie. I thought this track was pretty funny. I really like this one. I thought this, I thought the chorus was funny, and I thought the verses was funny before. And he had a, he had a bar about John Morant dropping forty, and I thought that this, I thought that was just fire. Uh, track number twenty one by Polo Vir, uh, Virgo. I really like this track, and I like the title along with the verse and the chorus and the way that he was floating on the the beat, and it just made me feel like. Did he just put all the good songs at the end of the album to, to end with a good impression? Because getting into track number 22, Against His Pain, that's another standout I have for the album as I feel like he really came with it. And just this one was more of just straight, not like bars, because he's not like a, a lyrical rapper, but it was more of a, I'm going to give you what you want because like, I know this is what people tune in for so he ended off with that and i feel like he ended off with that thought in mind because against this pain is by far one of the best tracks on this album which is why i think he put it at the end of the album so here here is a snippet of against this pain he clumsy talking about elo i'm tripping over words it was super bowl night wish he ain't make this serve have you ever got that phone call that made your heart drop problems every time you turn around you live a hard knock free my heard the feds caught him picking up a box number switches on the glizzes it came with the bump stop i went back to where i grew up and i bought the residence they come for me but i can't let them get me out my element it's easy building up a name but can you keep it relevant play on my name you see more choppers than veteran on and i said what i said won't beat around the bush paint your block my favorite color red and you a pound of I can put my hands in my pocket, everybody with me put Cartier's remind me of the days when I was overlooked Fuck up out the fuck up day by day, now I'm having my way Reason you can't get your own state, cause you keep watching my play I've been laying low, playing slow, stacking change Made it through the rain, can you feel against the pain? So I just thought that was a tremendous ending to the album Even though if I, I didn't have a good thing to say about most of the tracks on this album the ones that was fire is enough to make an actual album for me 
so i feel like he definitely didn't need the 22 tracks it was probably for streaming as it definitely helped him out as he will sell over 100k for the first time in his career so obviously he knows what he's doing as far as number sales go as far as the quality wise and the experimental factor of some of the beats on this album i feel like he should have kept it not actually I feel like he should keep doing what he's doing because it worked as far as sales wise so keep whatever formula he's using to to construct these albums but for me it's just not for me like a lot of these tracks i feel like is fire and a lot of these tra tracks i feel like is very mediocre so um if he could just it'd be hard to just say tell an artist to make every 22 track like every track at a 22 fire but all I'm saying is I got enough tracks off here to make a solid album in my opinion. Like I can make a Gangsta's Pain 2.0 and cut off most of the songs and still have enough to make an album. So I'm not really too mad about about this effort from Moneybag Yo and I felt like it was pretty solid. A Gangsta's Pain was really good. Changed the subject. I think it's the best track off the album. And if Pain was a person, I think had a little bit too much talking but at the same time was definitely a standout. And then of course you got Time Today, the singles, Hard for the Next. So yeah, solid effort for Moneybag Yo. The sales are phenomenal, going through the roof. Definitely on the on the rise. Moneybag Yo is uh, getting into a different territory with those type of numbers. So, click my link here in my bio. Let me know one of my social medias. What do you think of a gangsta's pain? And what was your favorite track off of? Well, off of a gangsta's pain. <laughs> but now we're gonna switch it up and get into. What some people have been waiting for the first gaming topic to actually be on the title for the pot for the episode because it's, it's pretty important in my opinion but let's get into Mortal Kombat the movie now when discussing Mortal Kombat it's very hard to t get into the details because this is I try to keep this like a PG type pod Mortal Kombat is the furthest thing from a PG and a PG type entertainment that you would get ever literally is the reason that the ESRB rating was created if you didn't know that for the gamers out there Mortal Kombat was the sole reason that developers felt there was a, there had to be a need well there had to be a, a, a system where it tells parents advises them that there's gore blood on their game and that's when the ESRB came into play and Mortal Kombat is to thank for all of that. So Mortal Kombat is literally iconic in ways that you wouldn't even understand. Like one of the best for one of the best creations ever as far as R-rated. Like the way that they just took it from like I remember playing Mortal Kombat on my Game Boy Advance when it was just Sub Sub Zero, Sonya, Luke Cage, not not Luke Cage, Sonya. Uh, Scorpion and Raiden and not Luke Cage, just somebody else. Johnny, I think Johnny Cage. I don't know why I threw Luke Cage in there. I think that's a Marvel character, but anyways, and Johnny. So I was playing. Oh, and and Luke Kang, Luke Kang. Yeah, it was six of, and then Kano. I think that was the original roster. I think I'm missing anybody. Yeah, I think that's it. Because I, I was really into that back then and guess what it's 10 years 20 years later and i'm still into mortal kombat so this is a legendary franchise beyond like your wildest like imagination are you like, looking for oh, a new no. mattress how, how did that ad just pop up hopefully y'all not looking for a new mattress <laughs> but anyways so this franchise is very much 
in my in my interest as I've grew up with this and seeing the movie. It's just the funniest thing ever because I have like a huge confession confession to make. Damn and watch the movie. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I saw the reviews and I just didn't want to hurt myself because last time I watched Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I just felt like I watched the I just wasted two hours of my life that I'll just never get back. And for people saying that this movie is mediocre at best, it is like uh it's, it's hard to actually it's hard to actually watch it because it would just hurt my soul to watch a movie that would never get built would never expand because of the first movie not doing as well because you know for the suits up there making the decisions it's really off the quarterly or earnings that you get from a movie if that determines if you get a sequel or not i mean they even said the reason that, well i think this is a spoiler so spoiler spoiler alert if you fast forward like 10 20 seconds then then uh you won't hear it but i don't think it's that big of a deal so okay i'm about to spoil it. <laughs> okay um johnny cage isn't in the movie and that's because they wanted to put a famous actor in it so that's unfortunate that that little tidbit was taken away well that character was taken away from us just because of a popular uh person not being able to not them not being able to star a popular person like that reason was just for me made me not even want to get into the movie like in my opinion the way that marvel did it is the way that every franchise should do it like with dc they went with superman and then they went with the justice league with iron man they went went they went with iron man they came out with another solo movie another solo movie another solo movie then they came out with the avengers because they built a foundation for these movies trying to just jump right into the team oriented type uh comic book expansion type universe like they're trying to make a movie universe but they don't put the groundwork you end up with this so that's kind of how i was looking at it from afar made me not even want to invest my time into the first movie because i feel like i hope hopefully this does well enough to get another movie but the way that people are talking about it it's just going to be one of those as it came and went and that's sad to say like they say it's better than annihilation but if it wasn't better like imagine this movie being even like if Annihilation was even near the same level as this movie, then it would have been getting killed. I mean, like, probably two out of tens around the board. So, that's not saying too much that it's better than Annihilation at all. So, as far as me being a huge Mortal Kombat fan, it definitely hurts my heart. Um, if I was to direct these films, I would have definitely came out with a solo Sub-Zero movie. Then I would have came out with a solo Scorpion movie. And then I would have came out with the Mortal Kombat movie because then you could have had so uh, Sub Zero versus Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat, and then you could have had the side characters coming in, like Sonya, Raiden. Like you could have had them sprinkled throughout the three movies. But the way that um, Mortal Kombat did it, it was more of um, they went for the Mortal Kombat movie right off the jump, which is not. I mean, Mortal Kombat has never been like a... Well, no, there has been Sub-Zero uh, video games and Scorpion standalone games. So, they have they have done that in the past and it was pretty successful. Probably not critically acclaimed, but it was successful. So, because anything that's Mortal Kombat really sells. So, for Mortal Kombat, it's, it's hard to see how they could go from here because if the movie is already getting 
mediocre labels from a lot of highly respectable uh, film critique critiquers or critiques. I don't know how to say it. Then it's, it's something that is is not really. I don't see it recover. I don't see it recovering from at all. And that shit is um, that's just really sad to hear. As I'm a I'm gonna keep saying I'm a huge Marvel fan because this really hurts my heart. Like seeing 55% on Rotten Tomatoes for Mortal Kombat does not do like it. It does not give my my heart any any satisfaction. Seeing these type of movies still not being able to. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Marvel was trying to get it together and they was having Ben Affleck playing like Daredevil. Like that's what it reminds me of. Like. It's still Mortal Kombat is still at the point where they can't find somebody to make a good Mortal Kombat movie. It's just like with Marvel currently, they can't find any publisher to make a good Avengers movie, uh, Avengers video game. So whenever you have the IP of something so great and so iconic and you just mess it up and can't even can't even produce an OK film like you just produce a bad film that some fans like it's not going to do it at all. So. Yeah, that's what I think about Mortal Kombat, the movie. Um, as far as the overall scores of, I mean, I just gave you 55% from Rotten Tomatoes, and that's all you really need to know. The audience score is above 80%, so maybe the audience can save it by, by buying tickets and buying the physical copies. But as far as the sequel is, um, as far as the sequel, I think the sales will have to blow. I think the sales will have to justify them making another movie, or else this will be another Mortal Kombat movie that comes and goes. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio and let me know on one of my social medias. What was your favorite part of the Mortal Kombat movie if you saw it? And if you're not going to see it, then do you think that Mortal Kombat should just give up on trying to make Mortal Kombat movies for the moment? Or Netherrealm should give up. I really don't know who's over that. So Ed Boon, I mean, Ed Boon created it. So anyways, now we're going <laughs> to now we're going to switch it up and get into Corday and his EP called Just Until. Okay, getting into Corday's EP, Just Until. This is a four-track EP, something that came... I don't know if it came out of the blue, but Corday did say he was stocking up on tracks for his album, and he was still putting it together, but he did come out with a Just Until EP. None of, the, none of these songs will, will appear on his next album, but it is a call... He did give us a title. It's called A Bird's Eye View. And what else did he say? Okay, he gave us the title of his album on his last track, uh, Thornton uh, Street. I don't know how you say that. And he, he was saying that the next title will be from a bird's eye view. So I don't know if the album will be called a bird's eye view or if, it, or if he was just playing with the fans. Now, as far as the some of the quotables on this EP, now this, I don't know if he's... No, he's definitely young. I don't, I don't know his age. But, you know, he may be the same. Actually, hold on. I don't know why people don't say the, the age too often. Okay, he's 26. So, he's a grown man at this point. <laughs> but anyways, he's out here talking crazy to these rappers. Because if you don't know, he's he's married. Not married. He's probably trying to get married. I ain't gonna lie to you. Just, anyways, um, he he's dating um one of the greatest tennis players literally in the world called Naomi Osaka hopefully I said that right I don't know 
and then he was rapping on one of his tracks i think it was his first track let me look to make sure i got the fact check i mean it's only four tracks so i can't be getting these mixed up it's not like money bag yo when it's like 22. okay more life featuring q-tip he says my girl is a tennis star you and then i gotta bleep that part i'm just gonna i'm gonna put the pg version of it my girl is a tennis star you guys are out here marrying promiscuous women that's how that's how that's the only way i could put it in pg terms like as far as the h word that he used he uses i'm pretty sure that doesn't quali- qualify for the pg version of this podcast so um yeah that's how that that's the way that i'm gonna form it basically he's saying that he's out here he's out here picking picking out respectable women that are independent while you guys are out here just marrying the just the, the just the slums of the earth that just doesn't even care for themselves and that's that's basically what court they said you know i'm not really you know quote or anything like i'm not really uh pair i'm not really saying word for word what he said but you know that's 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 some of the likes of what he said he basically said y'all out here marrying women that are beneath me <laughs> like that's basically what he said to all these rappers so i thought that was pretty funny i mean i don't wish this upon anybody but if they ever did decide to break up then that would be kind of um that would be tough tough because i know a lot of rappers who who rap about girls they, they that they've been with in the past but i don't know if they've ever rapped about them that specific like for example travis scott said on i think astroworld that his baby mama covered forbes got you other women shook and that's okay because this is that's forever his baby moms that's never that's never gonna change now as far as my girl is a tennis star you guys are out here marrying i mean it's not really saying my wife or my girlfriend it's it's more of a specific term with tennis star so you know you were kind of after saying that like you gotta guys like rappers are gonna be start rappers are gonna start looking like steph curry the way they're shooting at naomi osaka if they haven't already so yeah they're gonna start shooting they shot like the uh john wick in the booth so um anyways getting into wait, what we, we wasn't even getting into the ep i was just, i just thought that that verse of that quote was just very funny and just like one of those that only corday could say like only if if it, i mean literally he's the only one marrying or or he's the only one with the best tennis girl in the world like maybe if drake did that one time he was with serena maybe if he would have said yeah my I went to watch my girl win the some I don't even know what the the trophies are called in, in tennis, but anyways, if Drake was talking about Serena, actually I think he's had bars talking about Serena. So I don't know these rappers. Are, did Corday did, did Drake start the wave of dating tennis stars? I mean I don't know. Maybe Drake is more of a goat than I already thought he was. That's that's pretty interesting in my opinion. I don't know. And then we uh so let's get into the EP because a lot of these reactions are just on Twitter are just from him saying that and a lot of rap a lot of them putting memes are like when rappers heard Corday call them out for marrying uh I'm just gonna say promiscuous women. So some of these memes are pretty funny online. But anyways, uh the four track EP, track number one, getting into it more life featuring Q tip, that's where the famous quotable comes from with the promiscuous, you know, line with uh Corday. And then Q-Tip comes on his spoken words type f- 
flow and, and very, you know, just whispers in our ear until we can't take it anymore. And then Corday comes out and starts rapping after that. So I feel like he picked it up a little bit as far as um, the vibe of the track. Do I think he would have he could have he would have been better without the Q-Tip feature? I don't think so, because I think Q-Tip really falls in his lane of how, of how he creates music. I mean, just think of him and Anderson Park. Like, who would have who would have thought they would have made that track that they did? So, getting to track number two, Dream and Color. I thought this was another vocal. Um, I thought this was another great lyrical exercise by Corday. Like the way that he presented and he just performed on the track over the beat, having multiple flows, lyrical lyrical raps you know the lyrical miracle spiritual like that's his realm so for him to go crazy and dream in color definitely makes it sense and then he toned it back a little bit with track number three what's up featuring young thug and went into a bag that i think that he doesn't belong in honestly <laughs> like listening to young thug rap and then listening to corday and then they both saying like the n-word over and over and over it was just so uncomfortable whenever corday says it. it's just like you don't it's like, you know that quote, like, we don't believe you, you need more people. Like, that's kind of how I was feeling listening to Corday. I'm like, I don't know if you're really about that life. Like, I don't know why you're talking so aggressively. Like, like you don't have a list. Like, no, I'm just playing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. So, but anyways, I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure um, whoever it was, his engineer needs to get a raise or something. Because I, I bet somebody gave the advice of, hey, if you're going to talk like that, you need somebody who's actually about their life. So, Young Thug on here makes it a little bit more credible, but as far as Corday's part of trying to talk tough on what's up, I don't think anybody was scared when his verse came through. But anyways, the way that they bounced off each other, I thought was amazing. So I think this is the best track off the EP and I actually have a snippet for it. Let me pull it up right now. And here is what's up with Corday featuring Young Thug. And they really play off each other. I like that the most. I think that's my favorite part about it is they, the way that they rap um after each other well, not after each other but they rap basically you're gonna hear it. i'm gonna play it right now so what's up corday featuring young thug dreams from the notorious mass effect ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you well with doordash this is now possible as doordash connects people with the best restaurants in their city they do this by empowering local businesses and in turn generate new ways for people to earn work and live with your favorite restaurants at your fingertips doordash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com.
So yeah, um, that's the way they went back and forth. They had another verse where they was going back and forth. Kind of reminded me of him and Anderson Pack the way that I felt like they plugged in. Like Corday was say line, Young Thug was say line, and then like for the verse, and then that's how they played off each other because that's kind of the vibe I got with the whole track. After the chorus, even the chorus, they kind of played off each other, but definitely the verse, they was uh, going back and forth. So nobody had like a full verse just to themselves. They was going back and forth the whole time, which I thought was pretty uh, nice to see as a lot of rappers like getting in the booth with Young Thug because of the vibe that he brings. And I've always been one of those that talk about if you can create the vibe, you're more of an artist than the next person that needs a writer, needs a producer, you know what I mean? Needs all that. But for Young Thug, he obviously has a full package as even lyricists uh, like Corday will come out and ask Young Thug for a feature because they just people like working with Young Thug. I mean, he's he has a lot of songs with Drake, and that's not even a, um, a discredit to Drake because Young Thug will come with it. Like a lot of vocals, like Young Thug has a lot of a uh, uh, vocal range in in the way that he uh, performs on the track and in the way he his vocal inflection is very unique. Like that's all I'm saying. Like he can sing. And then he could rap and then the way that he raps he could high pitch low pitch and start growling for no reason like young thug really gets weird in the booth which i think i think is why a lot of rappers like get into the booth with young thug because you never know what you're gonna get oh yeah ending with ending the ep with thorn uh thornton street thornton street i don't even I don't, what is that i don't know <laughs> track number four thornton street I don't, I don't know what that is but um corday is rapping again obviously on his lyrical miracle spiritual stuff and i think it's pretty i think it's solid the way that he raps over here is pretty solid and he raps in a way that makes you believe everything he's saying in the in the keys and the advice that he's giving throughout the track is, is some of the best work in his in, in my in my not not his best work but it, it's some of the best lyrics that i've heard this year because as far as Corday goes, he's not the top five rapper ever, but he's one of the he's one of the top five rappers in his uh, his graduating class. Like in his peer group, he's probably one of the best best rappers in the game. And I'm I'm talking about Lil Baby too. So yeah, he, he's up there. Like lyric lyricist wise and the way he, he raps, he's up there. And I think he knows he's up there. He I say I think he knows he's up there with the way that he he put these tracks together. He's just rapping so yeah that's how i feel about the ep what's up is i think is the best track off of the ep i thought it was pretty funny how he was uh trying to talk tough but i don't know i guess that's what you get when you get in the booth with, with the young thug you start feeling yourself a little bit so yeah click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of corday's just until ep and do you think that he's one of the top five rappers in his current class Now we're going to get into the overview of the pod. We started with The Weeknd and Ariana Grande's Save Your Tears remix. For them, I feel like their chemistry is just off the charts. Ariana Grande is literally one of the best vocalists ever. The Weeknd is literally one of the best vocalists ever. So for them to come on the track and remix it is just like a match made in heaven. Moneybag Yo against his pain. I think the album was pretty solid as far as the tracks that i liked the tracks that i did not like made me think the album was mediocre overall like i would keep saying there was enough tracks for me to make a whole album off of it 
I, well, no, there was enough tracks I liked to make a whole album out, uh, out of it. So I just felt like he just didn't need the 22 tracks because some of them really felt flat. But overall, the project was solid. Then we got into Mortal Kombat movie. As far as Mortal Kombat movie, um, we got into how this is not as bad as Annihilation, but that's really not saying too much. And it's also not as good as we hoped it would be. So it's just somewhere in the me uh, middle, which at this point, the only way I'm thinking they would even make sequels for this is if the sales are justifiable. Then we ended with Corday just until EP. The four pack EP was definitely a lot of heat, a lot of lyrics, and a lot of triple entendres and double entendres just playing off of one another. So it, it's, it's one of the best lyrical performances that I've heard this year from an artist of Corday's stature because sometimes you get a lot of odds on you and you start questioning everything you put on paper. For Corday, I think that was just the opposite, which is why I think that he's one of the top five rappers as far as his peer group is concerned. And I'm putting Lil Baby in that group. So that's about it for the episode. Thanks for tuning in to the, to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to financially support the show, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Notorious Mass Effect. It's your word dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com.